Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beater, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Hey, new intro, love it. On top of that, we got some new artwork. Head over to Twitter and check that out. You're listening to Leafs Late Night, where it is never too late for the Leafs, presented by Inside the Rink. I'm Roscoe, I'm joined by Southie and Beaner. How you doing, guys? Good, good. Doing good tonight. Is it just me, or with that uh, new intro, can you just picture Marty Zolstra just like jamming out, listen to this tomorrow morning? <laughs> Yeah, I've, now that I hear it play out, I'm like, damn it, it's way too close to his, and his is recorded by him, mine is off of uh, <laughs> service, so I'm going to change that to a new song, but uh, rotating through some songs, you might hear a few before I land on one I like, but uh, yeah, I'm more excited about the out. artwork, That's that's been fun. Yeah. <clears throat> artwork looks amazing, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Yeah, I just I did a little update to it. I I made the font bigger because I would I changed it on um, Anchor so it shows up on Spotify and Apple and everything with our new one. And uh, just beside other podcast shows, the the title was too small, so I'm like, ah, I'm gonna change it to the bigger one. So I did. I made the the font bigger, so it'll uh, it'll pop. You know, it's all about branding. On that, we're gonna have T-shirts and and hoodies available soon. So uh, our friends at Inside the Rink, uh, they have a couple artists and graphic designers there working on something based on that design. And we're going to work on some other stuff. And yeah, so lots in the works on that side. It's been uh, it's been pretty fun. Very exciting. Otherwise, uh, let's talk Leafs, because last episode, Darty and I kind of got into a lot of marketing and branding and sports casting and you know not Leafs related stuff because like it's off season I think we're the only ones that are on vacation right now so let's talk about some Leaf things so I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Leafs Nation News on Instagram here who posted a little in and out list of uh, who we gained and lost so far and I want to just hear your thoughts and kind of give a, your ratings on uh, on how you think we are looking so far so in, we've got uh, Nick Abe-Kubel, Adam Gaudet, Kelly Yarncroke, Jordy Ben, Victor Mete, Matt Murray, and Ilya Samsonov. And out, we've got Colin Blackwell, Andre Kasha, Ilya Mikheyev, Brett Saini, Ilya Labushkin, Timu Kivilhalme, Christians Rubens, Jack Campbell, Michael Hutchinson, and Peter Morazic. So that is, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of names both ways. I'll send it to, uh, I'll send it to you guys here. On Instagram, so you can see the list in front of you. Um, but that—that's a lot of names both ways. So, how do you feel about just surface before we see anyone play? What that looks like on paper. Start with Sud. You've been gone a while. I mean, the names aren't too too huge, but that is a lot of personnel coming out. Obviously, Jack Campbell's a pretty big one, but losing guys like Kashe and. Uh, the giraffe, like that's going to hurt. I think a little bit, it's going to take a lot of adjustment to get that depth forward going. We haven't lost Engvall. Not just yet. No. Oh, sorry. Not, that's not what I meant. Sorry. Soup. I meant McKay of soupy. I've been out a while. I'm a little rusty here. Yeah. We got no more but, soup. Both soups gone. 
So it's just a matter of like incorporating the new guys into those depth roles, but I think that's going to be the biggest thing with the names we just listed here. Yeah, I was sad to see, um, you know, on top of like the guys you mentioned, Ilya Blushkin became a little fan favorite of mine. I know he's not a fantastic defenseman, but it was kind of a, a vibe back there that was missing. Big body, he threw a lot of huge hits. He was just a fun defenseman to watch. Something that, I mean, as a Leaf fan, I, I don't remember the last guy who played like that. So, and I mean, he was getting first pair of minutes, so it was a uh, it was a good pickup. And now he's making two point seven five or something. So I'm interested to see if Ben or Mete are, you know, going to slot in somewhere or if they're just going to kind of be a seventh defenseman type situation, but we'll see. I think with, um, with Ben, we potentially have like a, a Bogosian 2.0 type thing, right? You know, can play, doesn't have to play all season, can play a handful of games throughout the year. gives that little bit of an edge, the veteran experience back there to kind of calm things down when you, not that you need a whole ton when we have geo back there now but yeah it'll just kind of depend on who they're against i think that's a good point and like rotating him and mete is going to be a big thing coming on the sixth defenseman because you're going to want to ride sandine and lily a lot more this season if Lubushkin's out yeah and i mean as we saw last year there were a lot of injuries and uh i mean sandine was barely on last year so hopefully he comes back full uh to full health but you know we never know how the season's going to play out uh, on that note, we got an update that John Tavares is feeling 100% after uh, apparently last season he was still dealing with some body soreness and such, uh, as one would expect after the insane hit that he took in the playoffs. So, Well, he was basically hit by a pickup truck. Like, you don't, uh, you don't come back from that very quickly. No, and I was surprised he was playing, you know, right at the beginning of the season like he was. But uh, to see him back at 100%, that'll be interesting. It will be interesting because even last season, like he put up some solid numbers. If you look at them, I know a lot of people like wanted to rag on his play over the year, but we do have to remember he came back from a crazy, crazy injury. That looks so much worse than it actually was. And the fact that he held up the whole season like he did is a pretty encouraging sign. No kidding. Um, it, sorry, go ahead, Bean. No, no. The other thing I was going to say too, like everybody keeps talking about the concussion as well, but not only did he have to deal with that, and how extreme the hit was, but it screwed his knee up too. Oh yeah. And for a guy who's not very explosive or fast, a knee injury is it could take a long time to really, really recuperate from that. Absolutely. So back to our list here, I'd say the biggest change, because obviously uh Kubel and Gaudet and Yarn Croker aren't gonna be, you know, big impacts on forward, but um Campbell Hutchinson mm-hmm. and Morazic all out, Murray and Samsonov in and what Shalgren is the third goalie, I guess. So, I mean, that's the biggest change. It's the backbone of the team. It's the most important position. It's the one that's been in flux for my entire life watching the Leafs. And here we see the entire lineup out and two new guys in. So uh, that's that's a first. <laughs> the The only thing about that is you, you're starting to see a shift where if you don't have that elite number one one of the best guys in the world goalie then a lot of teams are trying to focus more on how the the whole team and defense plays as a unit like look at carolina you go and you 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 let both your starting goalies walk and you bring in freddie and ranta like that's no different than the situation we're in this year with murray and samsona 
yes, Freddie's a starting goalie, but he's always injured. Right? Like, Fair it, enough. I mean, both of these guys have proven they can be starters. So if they can stay healthy, look, I, I think it's got a higher potential than Campbell Mrazek does. It's just a matter of, you know, do they get back to form and do they play as well as they uh, they have in the past? So, yep. Yeah, to be this point, I think you really do have to play a bit more defensively minded as opposed to they did last season especially early on in the season, I think, because Murray is going to take a little while to get his confidence back, especially playing in front of a new team. But, you know, this guy's proven he has won a cup. And when he played with Ottawa, he was pretty good, despite playing in front of a pretty poor team and, you know, pretty injury riddle too. So I think health is going to be the main thing here. Oh, yeah. The Sens had, like, no players last season, and his numbers aren't even that bad considering, you know, all of that. So, like... There's a lot of we've had this discussion so many times. I I think at the end of the day, the potential is there, and until we see them play, there's nothing else we can really say about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, uh, anything we want to? Who else did we lose here? Um, Rubens and Kivahal May. Anything you want to say about them, Beaner? Is that a unfortunate loss? To me, losing Rubens kind of is like, because if I remember correctly off the top of my head, I think he's like six foot six. Like he's a massive body on the back end there. And the couple of times that we did see him, I didn't think he played too bad considering the situation he was in. Um, that might have been, might have been player related. Like he might have wanted to leave because he wasn't getting an opportunity to come up and play, which I could see. And if you look at the lineup in front of him with, the defense core that the Leafs have, not including Sandine because he was injured for most of last year, and then some of the other prospects, he probably just looked at it and said, hey, I need to go somewhere where I'm going to be able to get a chance to play, and I'm going to be able to work my way onto a lineup. So him going to Ottawa sucks, but I, I don't think he's going to, like he's not going to be a Norris Trophy winner or anything like that, but he could have could have developed into a solid third-pairing guy. Yeah, and I think that's something that, we've seen a pattern of here is just all the guys that are at the bottom. Like once all the money gets handed out and the contracts are handed out, there's people still waiting on the sidelines. And as much as you want to see them develop and keep them within the system. I mean, look, if you haven't seen it happen, you've played an NHL game where it happens or some simulator where, you know, you just, there's not room for everybody. It's unfortunate. No, it's not. And going back to our list, I feel like this is the third time that we've lost Hutchinson. So at what point in the season are we going to grab him back again? Um, that's a good point. I feel like they'll claim him off waivers just because that seems to be the <laughs> only person that the rest of the league will let Dubas claim on waivers and not. That's a great over under. I feel like there's going to be one week where all the tenders are injured and we're just going to pick him up for a game or two. <laughs> it's going to happen. I swear. Oh God. That's a good point. Okay. So anything we should end on leaf wise here, where do we think Abe Kubel is going to play? That's the one that we haven't talked about. I can see him being part of a, a pretty good third line. Like they might give him, depending on how training camp goes, they might give him a shot on the second with like JT and Willie. But I don't, he has the potential, but I don't think that's a long-term fit. Um, I can see mm-hmm. him part of like a killer third line, like um, Abe Kubel, Camp and Engvall or something like that. Yeah, which seems to be what the penalty kill is going to shake out to be losing Kasha and Mikheyev there. So, 
hopefully uh i mean we saw angle take a huge step so i think he'll he'll do okay taking over for what we're losing in mikhaev <clears throat> i mean mikhaev could explode next season and he could completely step back so i don't know i wouldn't take the gamble on him that everybody else did um before we move on from the leafs we got to touch on this stupid rumor that justin brought to my attention Patrick Kane to the Leafs uh, rumor for um, an exchange for Sandine, Robertson, Hall, and Kerfoot. No. 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 No? I mean, like, the Kyle Beach thing aside, because I still hold that over Patrick Kane for basically yes. denying he knew whatever happened. Um, I just don't get it what for the second line you want to have two 10 million plus dollar guys on the, the second only, line the only way this works and in a couple different things i read online it's uh chicago retaining half so then he comes okay. in at, at, at five million so then you basically have an 80 90 point player at five million right okay it's a little more interesting because what are you I just... really losing at this point yeah, he's got one year left on his deal. It's kind of like, uh, okay, let's let's go big or go home. The rain's pretty much been on the wall for Kerfoot and Hall all year. Not that I want to see Kerfoot go. I enjoy watching Kerfoot. He's a very uh, versatile player who can pretty much play right up and down your lineup. But I love him. Yeah, but at at some point, you gotta. Everybody's been calling for that that big move, which I don't really think we need. But at the same time, the idea of Kane being there is pretty damn intriguing. Again, I just there's a character thing with him that I just don't love. And the fact that he signed this big ticket there and then fell off afterwards, like not fell off, but the whole team has just kind of collapsed around him in Taves over the last, what, 10 years after they won the cup. So like, I don't know. He's good. I just, I, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth after everything that happened. I don't know. Even aside from all that, it's a tiny bit redundant because Marner does a lot of what he does at a younger age and with a way higher defensive upside. So if you're going to have that on your first line and your second line, that makes it a little easier to game plan against as well. We also don't have to play against Huberto in the East anymore. <laughs> True. I'm not. I wouldn't be as worried about Huberto as I am about playing against uh, Barkov. But I don't know Huberto. Huberto, what a ticket, eh? Ooh. Yeah, man. Now that the contracts have come out, I'm like, shit. Was this a a fleece by Calgary? Because like, Florida got the better deal on a younger player. I don't know. We'll see how this shakes out. But like, I think I was a little quick to jump on saying Calgary just immediately won this trade. We'll see. No, they really salvaged it. It's a lot of money for him, but I feel like they had to spend it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so moving on. The news of the day. (sighs) Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci both re-signed with Boston. Yeah. So if they weren't already on sweetheart deals last time, Bergeron takes two and a half plus two and a half in bonuses if he plays ten games. Um, so that's, is that legal, like salary cap wise? It, so the way, the way the bonuses work is they wouldn't be applied until the end of the season. 
So then if there's an overage, it gets carried over to the following year. So, okay. So okay. like right now they're, what are they? Boston is 2.24 over the cap with, with both Krejci and Bergeron on there. Yeah, so but they, they're starting the season with Marchand and uh, somebody else on IR, aren't they? Marshawn McAvoy, I think Matt Grizzlick. Like they're gonna yeah. have they're gonna have almost nobody on defense. And I think they're out for a little while too. It's not just a short term like thing. First half of the season or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, January February. I mean, I'm okay with it. It's not the Boston Bruins of like the early 2010s type of thing. These guys have ran it back year and year again, and it's kind of been on a steady decline. So. If that's the route they want to go to, I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah, it's like watching the the Washington with Ovechkin and Pittsburgh with Crosby. It's kind of that era is coming to its late 30s. And, uh, you know, they're still all good, but they're not, yeah. you know, scary good like they were eight years ago. So, I don't know. It's just annoying more than anything. I just, they're guys that haunt me as a Leaf fan, so... It's just a pain in the ass. I thought Krejci was gone for good. <laughs> I mean, I got to give him credit, like Bergeron especially, just for sticking with the same team for his whole career. There's something, you know, admirable about that, especially in this day and age. Fair enough. Uh, what do we think about <clears throat> advertising on jerseys being announced? We knew this was going to happen. Everybody ne- called it. They're like, the word, yeah. Here is what's going to happen. First, we're going to put on the helmets. Oh, it's a gateway to putting on the jerseys. Oh, they'll never do that. The NHL is too conservative about the jerseys. They protect them. That'll never happen. Literally the next year. I think anytime the NHL can bring in a new revenue stream, they're going to do it. Yeah. It's not like we're making money like the NBA or the NFL here. These guys need the money. And if that's the case, then yeah, they'll do it. So do the they need the money decided, though? No. Eh. I mean, like, they need they need money in certain ways. They need hockey related revenue. So if this counts as that, and it helps the salary cap go up, then I'm all for it. You know what's good for helping hockey related revenue? Having arenas that can seat ten thousand plus people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, nice. sorry, I know we we rip on Arizona a lot, <laughs> but the, the whole. Maybe it's because I, I love the history of the game so much. The whole idea of the advertising just completely drives me insane. Like, Google the Laval Rockets jersey. I, I'm i a Leaf fan. I do not like the Montreal Canadiens, but there is something sacred about their jersey. And the Laval Rocket, agree, but... if I do not, if I recall correctly, they have a giant rooster that's for some food chain as their advertising logo on the corner of their jersey. Oh, yeah, they have the Sandy Bear logo. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks stupid. It does look stupid because it's such a... Here, I don't know if you can... So it's like a sick jersey, yeah. just like the the R in the middle of it. Like, it's got I, the little dumb Sammy Bear chicken on it. Yeah, so w- what's next? We're going to have, uh, I don't know, the Montreal Canadiens with a giant McDonald's golden arches on it? Like, well, here, on. We hope not. The Minnesota Wild has struck a multi-year deal with health partners, Tria Orthopedics, and a region's hospital and the trio logo will be above the right breast of the game day sweaters like i don't like so is that this. what we're getting we're getting the one crest on the upper chest yeah yeah and i think the so minnesota announced theirs today washington announced theirs it's like a casino sports book or something 
See, we just talked about this, Darty and I, last episode, is people that we want to see advertising in hockey and Health Partners Tria Orthopedics in Regions Hospital. <laughs> what does this have to do with Minnesota Wild, their fans, the anything? Oh, it's going to change every year. Those are going to be a rotating door of crests on oh everybody's God. logos, except for the main teams. Such a, it, I don't like it. I no, like, I don't like it either, but I can the, guarantee you the NHL likes it because they're making money. Like I, I know there's a there's a dumb thing where people are like, oh, call the Skydome or the Air Canada Center. It's just a sponsor name or oh, Staples Center. Like, don't get bent over a sponsor name. Like, there is a brand association. Like, at the end of the day, every sports team is a brand, too. And you want the brand that's associated with your favorite brand to be one that you don't think is lame. No, I agree. And like for arena rights, that's such a huge deal. Like compared to a little crest on the Jersey, no one's going to give a shit about a crest on the Jersey. Um, Well, they do like for arena names, but at the same time, the crest on the Jersey looks so much worse. It's something you're going to notice way more. The, the only thing that I'm concerned about is, um, I joined a live discussion on Twitter a couple weeks back about, about this very thing. And from what I can see in here, there's not very detailed on where the money's going to. Oh, like it's as far as I'm concerned, it's got to be considered hockey related revenue, which at the end of the day will only help things. But mm. it, at the end know, of the day is the phrase of the episode, by the way, I might just <laughs> like at the end of the day. I don't know if you're going to have some sleazeball owner who, is just saying, hey, we just made two, three, four million dollars for jersey advertising, and let's just, you know, put it in our pocket and split it with our shareholders instead of it going towards hockey related revenue. I could be completely wrong. It could be in there just I'm not a lawyer. I don't read every single fine print on everything. But yeah, I can you just don't want see, them to be cutting bonuses with this, right? I and I can see that being something that happens in a Gary Batman run NHL. No, I totally agree. It just seems that it's like we said with the with the helmet ads. You know, it's what's the next step? It's it's just going to keep going, and <clears throat> instead of Peter making Hedder- money in ways that are you know creative and and putting their their brilliant minds together, they're just going to sell more real estate on the jerseys because that's people have done that before. So let's just do what other people do instead of coming up with a better idea. Yeah, and there is something sacred about the jersey. On the helmet, okay. On the back of like the ice with those things they have on the TV, that's another thing too. But once you start encroaching on a jersey, like you said, over a hundred years of history with the Leafs and you know Canadians and the original six teams, it's it's dicey territory. You really don't want to start doing that stuff. Yeah, and the way that you send a message is as soon as they start selling jerseys with these advertisements on them, don't buy it. Just don't buy it. I know it's going to be hard, but don't. Do you want that on your jersey if you buy it? Absolutely not. Right. Uh, no. And well, on that point, reverse retro you, 2.0s are coming out. You Those have some advertisements on them. I'm gonna be pissed. You have someone <laughs> crazy like me. I want it if I'm wearing it. I want it to look like it does on the ice. As silly as that sounds. <sighs> oh, Beaner, you're right? part of the problem, I know. bud. Well, I'm not part of the problem. Bettman's I'm problem. Getting these in here. Are you and then you, and for then you have Air Emirates, or are you, like, what's the team? You know, like... <laughs> I I just can't wait for someone to start like trolling, like 
Molson Canadian sponsoring St. Louis where Labatt's is or where Anheuser-Busch is from, right? Like something crazy like that. Just it's going to happen at some point. Someone, some big wig for some hmm. company is going to be like, you know what? Let's, let's make this fun. Oh, you mean like Toronto Dominion Bank having the uh, Boston Bruins arena? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a prime example. Yeah. yeah. Or so, and you uh, have sorry. Last thing on this no, thing, like the the Penguins, they're going to have two separate sponsors for home and away jerseys. Oh my god. Yeah, because I guess one, oh man, that's crazy. One's targeted towards wow. Pittsburgh people and one would be more national. My God. Huh. Hmm. Okay. So um, on that note, Reverse Retro 2.0s were kind of soft announced. Uh, apparently the Islanders are going to have their fishermen back, but there's no teal. No teal. They were very strict about that. How much you want to bet the crack and put some sort of trademark on that in an NHL jersey? You think so? Knowing just when they came in to the league, like the just because it's now and branding and it's Bruckheimer and company, I feel like they would have done something like that. Especially because they wanted like the emerald ice. I wouldn't have thought about it until I realized some of the ownership group that's in there. Because Bruckheimer's there. I think Tim Lewick or I'm thinking of the wrong name, the guy who basically helped bring the Leafs back from the dead. He was president of the MLSU for the longest time. Um, why can't Tim I think Lewicki? of his name? Yeah, that is his name. Okay, I thought I was saying it wrong. Um, I think he was involved. I don't know if he still is, but he was involved when they were getting it off the ground. Um, and who else was it? Macklemore and somebody. <laughs> um, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Right. The... <laughs> well, he just drives a Zamboni. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I saw the Canucks retro ones, and they're like the '94 style with Pavel Berry, Linden, and they look pretty dope. Oh, that, that's what you saw? I saw one that had the Johnny Canuck logo on it. Oh, was it? Yeah, which See, and could, I saw be, the, could be completely wrong. The Oilers have the one with the gear, which is like the ugliest Edmonton Oilers jersey Ugh. ever. That's the worst one. Yeah. And then, uh, what was the other one? Oh, the uh, the best one. San Jose with the California Golden Seals. Yes. That jersey looks dope. Oh, my God. That I can get behind. Whatever just, they do to it. It's going to look sick. Like, obviously, none of these have been revealed yet. It's just like which ones they're doing have kind of leaked. I just sent one to our group chat that uh, is supposedly going to be Tampa's. Oh, I saw that with the dumb, the lightning bolts on the. So for anybody who hasn't seen this before, uh, it's their storm jersey. So there's lightning on like in the armpits, like coming out from your armpit. There's lightning. So it looks like you have hairy lightning armpits. Uh, there's rain going across the jersey with like the re- regular old Tampa Bay Lightning logo, and there's like a tsunami across the bottom of it. It's from their 1997 yeah, third on. jersey. It is so fucking ugly. <laughs> and so to th- quote Phil Esposito, it is the ugliest fucking jersey. <laughs> it just looks like a blue square in the middle. It's, yeah, that's. So that Ricky was from, from the Trailer Park Boys would wear this. Oh yeah, that that was from the era. With like the one that the Ducks used last year with Mighty Wing on it, <laughs> and all you have to do is Google Wendell Clark Tampa Bay Lightning because he did play for the Lightning at one point, and it was when they were wearing those jerseys. So I actually think I might get one with Clark's name and number on it. Um, this actually <laughs> this be like just one of ten people with it, right? This kind of gets me excited oh a little bit to try and see what the Kings are going to do. 
please, please tell me the Kings are bringing the Burger King jersey back. Oh, no. I'm looking at this that. picture of Wendell Clark, it makes me sick. <laughs> the uh, California the Golden jersey? Seals, by the way. Uh, it's kind of like a... Well, they might not be able to do... It's not really teal. It's like a turquoise and gold with white. And they also have a, a green, gold, and white. But I hope they go with the... Uh, the turquoise it'll, one, it looks sick. It'll be the green. I mean, if LA were to bring back the retro jersey, I hope they do the gold one with the crown. They've, they've done the that before, though. Oh, it's a beauty, though. Um, the other... The, the thing about uh, the California Golden Seals ones, if they bring back that back, they need to go full out, and they need to go with the white skates. Ooh, that'd be so nice. The, the owner that of that skate, team... Glove. The owner of that team was a little bit eccentric. And at one point he went and he had all the skates. I don't know if it was some sort of lacquer or something to make them white. And they <laughs> ended up becoming ridiculously heavy. <laughs> as long as they look good. It's like the Cooper Alls experiment from what was that? The late seventies, early eighties. Oh man. Instead of so, literal hockey pants. We should do a segment one day just on like old stuff that never really, really stuck. Because the pants were fantastic. Yager wore them for a while. Well, it's like we were talking last episode. Darty brought up like the uh, Jofa and like Coho jerseys. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about these. Like I had to look up what these brands looked like again to like see the, the logo. I'd be like, okay, yes, this is jogging memories. <laughs> Coho wasn't even that old. Like Felix Podvame was rocking the Coho stuff in early 90s. Do you remember when I was born, right? Well, I'm telling you, I'm a bit, little bit older, and uh, I remember Felix Potve. I don't. And I remember Coho. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the question remains, what would you like to see from a Toronto Maple Leafs reverse retro 2.0? Because that has yet to be discussed. So, what, what I want to see, we won't see. Because they kind of, I think they're going to try to go to a different era. So, the jerseys that were in from... What would the year have been? 60, probably 69, 70. Like, if you think of Daryl Sittler, that jersey style. That, like, organic-looking leaf? Well, no, it, it was a, the old-school leaf that we all grew up on. But oh, that one. But from one, yeah. shoulder to wrist is white, and then the rest is blue. Like, just that big white stripe along the shoulders. I'd love to see that with today's leaf. Ooh, that'd just be cool. to keep it kind of simple. Um, but they kind of went that style with last year's. They just, instead of white, they did the gray, right? Yeah, um, I, I have it on my wall beside me, and I'm still like, it's cool because the gray is unique, but like, I'm just, I don't know, the logo in the middle is still what is weird to me. I'm not sold on it. What's the 67 leaf? So that's the last one they won with, right? Mm, okay. <laughs> I think it's like that one. So that's that's the mid '60s leaf. Um, sorry, anybody who's listening, Southey just showed us a picture of, oh, <laughs> of a Leafs jersey on his phone. Um, I think they'll probably. It's either going to be, I think, a St. Pat's or like a leaf. Like if you go back to when would it have been 27, 1927, when Smythe bought the Leafs. And changed the name from the St. Pass to the Leafs. He kept them green for the first season. Yeah. So it was the Toronto Maple Leafs, but green. So I, I'm, that's kind of what I'm thinking is is going to happen. You don't fare well in the way. green uniforms, though. 
No, I always I, say this. They suck in green every time. Every St. Patrick's Day, it's not good. In, in a completely random shot in the dark, with everything going on, the fact that they collabed with Bieber this past year, I kind of have an inkling that they're going to do something along the lines of something the Raptors do. Like, what, what are the Raptors jerseys called when it's the black and gold? Like Oh, the OVO ones. Yes. Yeah, so something, I, or or even like a black and red, as ridiculous as that sounds for a Leafs. Yeah. Darty said a red jersey last episode. I'm like, dude, stop <laughs> it. He's like, we'll do a red one for Scotiabank. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're not doing a red Leafs jersey. That's lame. I don't care if it's Scotiabank. Every, so, okay. Whatever. Okay, okay guys, fine, fine. No, nope, go win. back to original Raptors, purple. What if, for the Leafs? Yep, or or the, the feel, or like the that's like the a pastel, one night special event type of thing, not a, or li- okay. or like the pastel Blue Jays blue. I'm looking at uh, all of them throughout history, and there's one that stands out here that I think would be a cool one off reverse retro 2.0. 23, uh, the pure white with the funky leaf. No, in 1970, where the Toronto Maple Leafs is written in red. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, so I've never seen that one. It's a the like organic looking weird leaf with all the the points and everything, and it says Toronto Maple Leafs in red text on a white leaf, with like there's two stripes uh, across the bottom and two on the arms. Okay. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, where. Why doesn't it show up? Is it like an alternate one? Because it's on this list, but I can't. Any chance they go to the one with just the T on the front? But they did that with the arenas, though, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, they wouldn't bring it back for this. Oh, here. Sorry. 1967. The Leafs showcased their first major modification in two generations. The changes came just prior to the playoffs and were heavily influenced by the brand new 11 point Canadian flag. The new Leafs logo also featured 11 points. Downward slope of the word Toronto was scaled back. Two stripes in the arrow replaced. With thin. Oh, I thought this was the red one. Fuck. Where no, is it? That, it doesn't say red. The the one you just read was the one with the leaf that they use on the reverse retro jerseys. Yeah, you're right. That's what, as I got through it, I'm like, wait. The color of the words Toronto Maple Leafs were switched to red for one year in 1947. There, found it. So. If I remember correctly, I think that was something to do with trying to make it more visible on TV or something like that. I could be completely wrong. That would make sense for the time, though. Like the the contrast, the contrast of the red on white as opposed to the blue on white. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I wish I knew the story off the top of my head and didn't just find this now. But uh, <laughs> if you look up 1947-1948 Leafs jersey... I think that is that's my guess for where they're going to go with the reverse retro, just because it's something that did exist and it's a little different than everything else. So, yeah. and it's something they haven't used in you know the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I can see it being similar to the one they had in the like when you look at what Tampa is reportedly doing um, and what Anaheim did last year. I could see it being similar to the seventy fifth anniversary season when some of the teams started throwing back to some of the old, old, old jerseys and it would have been the Leafs, I don't know, 20 earth. When would it have been 1932 or somewhere in there? 
and it had the leaf that they used on the Winter Classic jerseys in 2014, and that had a whole bunch of white stripes on it. So I can yeah, it's it. the one where they have like three stripes above and below the crest. Yeah, I can always just picture Gilmore on, on a bunch of my hockey cards wearing that from the 93-94 season. So, just to, uh, we've kind of been rambling about jerseys for a bit here. Not that it's not not interesting, but um, to move on to our last topic here, because we'll do a short one, as there is not a ton going on in hockey world. Luke Mann brought something to my attention, as I am not a soccer fan, or a football fan, or a uh, ball to the foot in the back of the net, kicking around. I don't watch soccer. So, apparently... Believe it or not, hockey is not the only sport that has uh, problems with allegations of sexual assault. Uh, So they have responded by forcing all elite Premier League players to receive mandatory sexual consent training. What an idea. Yeah. It's as easy as that, guys. Just say, hey. If you want to play in the league, this is mandatory. Why is that so hard for the NHL to do? You take a two or three day course, get it over the way and cover your basis on it. And why not? Who's going to complain about that? Like, and just, it's so easy. It's so easy. The fact that you have to do it, it just, it sends a message that this is the direction the league wants to go in. This is the direction that the players want to go in. They're behind this. It's an easy thing to do. Just, yeah, do right. it. Like, I understand it's it's Hockey Canada that's at the center of all the stuff that's going on. But, look, the NHL can get a jump on it. Because, uh, yeah. look, we know it's only a matter of time before players start getting named. And they're all current NHLers. So, look, get ahead on this and say, look, we're going to start making the right decisions before we are forced to by, you know, the Canadian government and justice system. Yeah, look proactive. It's like every time there's an easy thing to do, they just fumble it. And this is why. Exactly that. It's a layup. It's the easiest thing. It doesn't hurt anybody. I'm sure it's the easiest thing to get behind. T-ball. And this is why I don't understand that Gary Bettman was extended for another five years. Anyway, the... uh, (laughs) One of the what was CFO or no, it's not CFO. The president or somebody of Hockey Canada finally stepped down. I don't have it in front of me, but it's at least um, was it Brindamore? Yeah, Brindamore stepped down. It's at least beginning to uh, be dismantled. But my God, hey, Darty, yeah. welcome. Hey, we were talking buddy. about light and fun stuff, and you joined right as we uh, switched over. So hey, Luke Mann fellas. shared that uh, all the um, Premier League players had to get or go through um, <laughs> mandatory the, sexual My dirty senses training. were tingling, all right? We were saying, I knew why the, was uh, the hot so topics were coming on. Easy for them to do ones. and so difficult for all of the hockey world to just run a simple course. Mandatory course. Here, do this, please. So... No, I was just kind of filling you in on, on what you had missed. But before that, uh, if you would like to throw your opinions into something, feel free. We were talking about uh, potential. As I say, I wasn't sure if you're asking for my answer. Reverse retro 2.0s for the Leafs. But, uh, 
as yeah. well as advertisements on the jerseys. So uh, if there's anything you want to toss in there, it was a lot of expanding on what you and I talked about last week and how like Well, it's funny because Beaner here brought up having a red Leafs jersey, and I said that you brought up such an atrocity last week too, and I could not understand. I can why. see Southey enjoying like Bet Three Six Five ads on the jerseys, you know. <laughs> oh, he's not even here. He left. Oh, my bad. I know. Like, I just like all the fashion faux pas for the Leafs and/or the NHL. Like, I saw the. Uh, that steel oil logo coming back again, like the weird uh, oil rig logo. It looks like that's going to be a guarantee uh, alternate jersey for the Oilers. So maybe they think that's going to be some good luck for them. But uh, yeah, like we're talking about the like new jersey designs, reverse, reverse, retro, like doing something different, but also like throwing back to the past. Like there's a lot of really good Leafs designs. I think like this past decade, you know, you've seen all, we've <laughs> seen all the winter classic designs. We've seen the original jerseys. Like, I think it's just, you know, the old philosophy that Darty likes to live by, you know, kiss. And I'm not talking about Gene, Sim- Gene Simmons. I'm talking about keep it simple, stupid, right? It, uh, I don't know who said it, but uh, Michael Scott, there you go. But <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, but you know what? Like taking something just said. as a simple palette swap even, like just to shake things up a little bit. Or going back to I really love the leaf from the 67th season. Cause that's when they started trying to make it simpler to design. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I don't really like the nineties leaf that much, but again, because we haven't had it in, a, in the past since it has been like what, 10 years now, since we've uh, eight years now, since we've uh, had the classic nineties uh, leaf, like maybe even bring that one back or having it on the shoulders or something. Um, but go with the 67 leaf just because like, it's not nearly as appreciated and, uh, I don't know who's listening or who cares to know, but I'm telling you right now, go with the 67 leaf, go with the fucking Tim Hortons last championship. You know, they did that last year. The I'm on telling the you, like, too. It looked pretty slick when Dion Phaneuf, that was what was it, on the reverse retro from last year. <laughs> surprisingly, we could make it a lot more, a, a better seller. If we get Austin Matthews wearing it, I don't know. Call me crazy. They did it last year. <laughs> no no but the reverse retro was garbage you have to use the classic 67 or or some sort of variant of the 67 design you can't use that you can't use the leaf from like i'm sorry sittler but your jersey sucks like i'm so <laughs> it was garbage the entire 70s no wonder the 70s were trash their jerseys were trash and here's the thing too this was actually like it's not an nhl wide thing this was a this was a sports wide thing all right this is how to, like the reason why if you're wondering why 70s jerseys were kind of like uh like there's some of them are good, but like a lot of them were just absolute garbage and horse shit was because they wanted to all the com- like, like if you can think of a complex original 1920s design, they ba- they made them simpler through again across all the leagues so that they could sell more fucking toys and more sh- shit and it would be easier to, to print out and to pump out. Right. Like now in this day of 3D printing and we have we can do crazy things with textiles. It's not as expensive to, to use a, a design that has like a thousand different little like points. But back in the seventies, like, yo, fuck it. Let's make it cheaper. That's why they made the maple leaf, um, not as traditionally leafy. Right. And they did that. Like, look at the Patriots logo from the twenties. It's an, it's a literal man. 
you know, it's a <laughs> it's a guy with, you know, from the Revolutionary War with a football. And they're like, yo, fuck that. Let's just make it a face. Because <laughs> if you're wondering what right? so if you're wondering why those all jerseys from that area, from all across the league sucked ass is because they just wanted to make things cheaper. Okay? Oh, really? So, you know, there's, yeah, the there's US something Navy to be said for simplicity, but also a little complexity. I don't know. No. Yeah. The thing, the thing with the Leafs jersey, Darty, is that they actually went to the more simple Leafs from, to kind of coincide like with the Canadian flag. In the Navy. <laughs> so they started that with the 67 so the one, people. and then they just kind of refined it more. Because if you look at the 67 <laughs> one, it's basically the Leaf from the Canadian flag had a bad acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i've always like i'm not some imperialist but i definitely have a i definitely have a soft spot for the red ensign all right like again like don't get me wrong it's like i i just like sometimes a little bit of complexity i prefer like i said the cheapness of the 70s all 70s jerseys like this few like a lot of them you to quote me if i'm wrong you can look there's a lot of design like redesigns in the 70s of all uniforms of all different sports teams most of them sucked most of them were pretty trash, all right? Except for, like, like teams like, say, the Toros, right? The teams that, like, were kind of, like had to stand out, like, random, like, minor league or, like, you know, That's WHL. Fair. I mean, uh, I think like, there's a lot of weak ones. If you but if you're talking about, like, teams history, that were but, traditional, um, like, when they all changed their as, logos to make it easier, as far as you just kind of look goes, I think, I don't know, I'll buy it. My, that's my as long opinion. as it doesn't have an advertisement, I don't know, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just horse yeah, for new merch, all right? Speaking of new all merch, have we talked that, about uh, we'll have we talked about that we're going to be pumping our merch because yeah, we're like, also okay? No, but like in all seriousness, in all seriousness, it's not a, we don't have like massive following, but I I do love that there are a few people that have been here since the beginning that would and have already said that they would buy <laughs> seven, buy including shirts. the five of us who will buy I them. Mean, <laughs> honestly, it's it's pretty cool to be at the point now where we're, we've got this new artwork and we're with a network and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's cool. If you knew <laughs> exactly, if you knew the profit margins of this show, Oh, if you only knew. <laughs> and just so you know, it doesn't make us any money. It just keeps the lights on. Okay. <laughs> so far. In the so we're, hey, we're raking <laughs> in the dough. <laughs> So um, you have no idea the depth of my my gambling here. Funds, funds. <laughs> on that note, how about uh, what, what <laughs> are you going to be addiction. doing betting wise? What do you want to try to do this season for uh, for season two? We've <laughs> talked a bit about um, we're going to run a fantasy degeneracy uh, <laughs> league. That's what it's called. That's what I was looking for. Uh, sound like a uh, pilot. We'll be uh, talking about some uh, betting. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to avoid paying Bean from last season because I definitely owe him some money. So, I <laughs> so I can keep, if I can keep doing that, then <laughs> that'd be great. But we can keep for rolling Leafs it along. Especially, we'll be looking at like a lot of futures. We're going to go over under for what Vegas predicts they'll win the season. If they'll win a round, two rounds, will they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, we'll do over unders for goals and assists for certain players. But I think we'll see that. That's what we're kind of looking at right now. 
We should try to also throw a fun one in just like amongst ourselves for the week because we kind of, once we get back into the season, we'll be doing them after every episode. So we can kind of put down like friendly, you know, running tally throughout the season, keeping points, wagers on, uh, you know, first oh, goals sure. or things like that. So that'll be fun to do. Um, and if you want to get in on things like that and in our fantasy pool, shoot any of us a message and we can send you the link to our Discord channel. Uh, we don't like to blast that out publicly because you don't know who's going to jump in. You want to keep those things secured so everybody feels safe, yeah, you know? We moderate those guys things. Guys like me point. will jump in. and <laughs> Yeah, as much as we invite you, you don't. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. All right. I was living. I was. I was living the poor, poor life. All right. I had like an iPhone five. So now we're. Now that I can, I have enough space to, to actually, you know, put my banking information on there. I can uh, maybe get back on the Discord. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. What else? We got. Do we have anything we can talk about for twelve minutes, or do we cut it early? <laughs> There's not much hockey stuff. There's not much Leaf stuff. I feel like we've we covered everything. We are in the dog days right now. Week. I know this is why everybody's on vacation. I'm just holding out for like sitting here while we're recording, and you know, Justin. Where in the world is it? Getting touch on contract. I I was just about to say, where is Kadri land? Did Lou sign him? Is Kadri an Islander? Find out October 9th. Like someone said, Boston was it? Sadi that you mentioned Boston might be the. Oh, he was just joking because they were. Or were you? Not? I had read a couple of things that they were interested in, but no, they're like over the cap right now. They can never make that happen. I mean, look, they don't have to announce it. It's just like, why would you not? Do we know how much he's asking for? It's got to be somewhere between eight and nine and a half. Yeah, I heard <laughs> a report that it was nine million, and I like he's a great player, but nine million. The market's clearly telling him that he's not going to get that. This market's been weird because a lot of people got a lot of money in the first 48 hours. And then GMs went, oh, so what, I don't have that many cards left. Does like, he what? go the Klingberg route? Does he do a one-off? I think at this I mean, point, the guy just... he hasn't signed anywhere, he's going to get Taylor Hall slash John Klingberg. Because how do you top what he just did? He just won a Stanley Cup. He was an integral part of it. The whole bet on yourself thing is pretty dangerous for him right now. Yeah, there's no room cap-wise. There's no money. Like All these guys were like, no, 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 I'm going to hold out. And now, look, there's uh, everybody's taken. There's a lot of dance partners waiting around. A lot of singles. <laughs> so Wallflower. A, a lot of singles going around, yeah. <laughs> you have a, an NHL singles night where it's just all the people that don't have teams and... Uh, you know, no, Colorado's still got 4.5 and they can shuffle the deck a little bit, so they kind of make the most sense, but they they would have to find to someone to take they would have to find someone to take Samuel Gerard, I believe, which shouldn't be hard because Gerard's a great defenseman. Yeah. But who can but... take anybody on right now? That's the thing. Like even talking about the Leafs moving Kerfoot or Hall, who the hell can take this money on? Who's gonna give anyone picks for money right now? Which is what everyone says they're gonna do. Nobody's looking for for a person for three million or two million dollars. Like it's tough because he wait out the beginning of the season, like the hope for an injury or something. There's always that possibility. Like really, with all these people, <laughs> in free, with all no, these people in the free agency happens. market, like do you trade something for Alex Kerfoot at three and a half million dollars, or do you throw two and a half million dollars at like Paul Stastny? 
You know, like these guys that are so He's pretty nice. I wasn't laughing at Suddy. I was like laughing at the idea of how absurd it is. Like, because like this is where we've come now. So we just have to wait for an injury, you know, like, like almost like pray for one at this point. Like, you know, it's like, isn't that kind of sad? Like, that's what we're looking forward to is like some guy just having some grievous fucking injury. I'd be like, great. Now we can get at some... my agent. If that's what you're doing, then <laughs> I, I just, they got to do something about this. We keep talking about the salary cap, but like, fuck, there's too many people that are unsigned and there's no salary room left. Crap. We can't just hey, pray that people get hurt. This isn't the spirit <laughs> he, of the game, man. Like he's by far the biggest around. fish, though. It's crazy that he's not signed right now. Or is he? That's, I guess, the biggest thing. You know, it's hilarious you bring up spirit of the game, uh, Johnny, just because like I was listening to some guy. You may have heard of him named uh, Stephanie Dangle. <laughs> the Ste- less famous, the less famous Steph. <laughs> Oh, no, Steph- Steve Dangle. Stephon. Yeah, Stephon. that guy. Stephon, you might have yeah. heard of him. He's a he's he's kind of popular. But uh, yeah. on on his podcast, they were talking about um, you know I don't know what the topic was, but I, they were just saying, oh, it's not in the spirit of hockey. And of course, they were like eventually started mocking that. Like there's such a like such a bullshit. It is true how much of a bullshit statement it is. Oh, it's not in the spirit of hockey. Like <laughs> considering everything we've learned so far and everything we know in the history books, like <laughs> the spirit of hockey, like it kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like if, it's like hearing any Gordie Howe story. It's like it's like there's Gordie Howe and then there's Gordie's fucking elbows, you know? <laughs> like it's like it's like spirit of hockey. Yeah, fuck. The spirit of hockey is getting boarded and being by some old man while he breaks your legs. <laughs> but uh Beaner, I have a question for you. Do we have a like it's been a while and I miss all you guys and I like to get back to the um the spirit of LLN. Do we have a today in hockey history on these dog Ooh. days of hockey? <laughs> I don't have anything How dig ready. Today in hockey history, <laughs> last year we were in the playoffs for the first time in history. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When this would have been That'll be a great one in like fifty years. What round one? Playoffs at this time. Yeah, they'll be like, wait, why? Um there was <laughs> Remember that like I don't even want to joke about how long in the history books this section's gonna be. Because we're still in it. Like and you have some, times. you have some weird records now. Like I think it, I want to say it's Hedman, is the first player to record a point in every calendar month. Oh yeah, some, something That's crazy impressive. like that. It, it was really weird. You did mention in our chat the other day that they were doing some advanced stats for Matthews on his goal scoring prowess. Yes, he. It, it's for the first six seasons, so it's not like it's for the entire career. But there's there's a, a, a way you can look at stats, um, and I'll pull the site up here. HockeyReference.com has a great one. And Jeff Vellet, I hope I said his name right, was tweeting this out, and he was just getting ripped to shreds by it at first. Like, if you look at the era adjusted, so there's a whole calculation you can do to adjust what different players in different eras and how the scoring was. Because you take Rocket Richard, everybody looks at, 544 goals well that's nothing okay yeah but look at everybody he was playing with look at what they were doing you take Gretzky well he's a little bit of an outlier but every era is completely different someone playing in the 90s if they got 20 or 30 goals well that's probably worth closer to 40 or 50 now 
because the nineties was a dead puck era, right? So he had a, a series of tweets. So the era adjusted goals per games played first six seasons since the original six era, all situations. So power play, penalty kill, even strength. Matthews is in the top five. You have wow. Gretzky at pretty impressive. Gretz, Gretzky at 0.69, Ovechkin at 0.68, Brett Hall at 0.68, and Matthews at 0.66. And then just below him, you have Lemieux, Stamkos, Solani, Bossy, and Lindros rounding out the top the top nine. You can go into even strength. Matthews leads it at 0.5 goals per game. Gretzky's second with 0.48, Ovechkin third with 0.45. I have a today in hockey history that is lethal. (laughs) And he did not cheat and use his phone that entire time. No, he didn't. You rat. (laughs) (laughs) I needed to find something. I'm sorry. I did ask the question, so I, you know. August 8th, 1991. 1991. See if you can get it, Bean. August 8th, 1991. What did the Leafs do? That's not the Grant Fear trade, is it? No. Sorry, I was just watching that. Uh, by the way, that little documentary they have making Coco about Grant Fear. So good. Ex- excellent. I watched that last night. August so of 91. Anything to do with Gil Dugmore? No. Is that when the name Clark captain? Name Clark captain? Was it? You bet. Wendell Clark became the 15th captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs history, August 8th, 1991. Way to go. Well done. Yeah, I got a good tweet for you. Stump the Steve. We got Beaner. (laughs) Uh, So he took over for Rob Ramage after being claimed by the Minnesota North Stars of the dispersal draft. He remained captain through the 93-94 season. And then Doug Gilmore took over as captain after Clark was traded to the Nordiques for Sundin. Then it went to Sundin. Nope, went to Gilmore. Or, yeah, sorry, after Gilmore went to Sundin. Yeah. Never mind. I'll shut up. You bring up, uh, Roscoe, you bring up Stump the Steve, but, like, I'm assuming that Steve Dangle is, um, like, his uh, demographics are pretty young. And like every time I hear Stump the Steve, I'm like, do people like I'm, they've probably brought it up, but like I don't listen enough to know. It's like, do people actually know, like understand how cool Stump the Schwab was? Like oh, that so was like sick. up there. You could you could. So I remember it was the game show network used to play like the reruns of it all the time. It was Stump the Schwab. You get to watch afterwards. It'd be robot the the robot uh, the robots that kill each other or whatever. Those yeah. are that was like, and then uh, and then. A reference I made on this show was win Ben Stein's money. All right, the kids, oh. the, the kids need to understand how how cool win Ben Stein's money was. <laughs> ben Stein, not so cool, but his show, pretty cool. I'm pretty uh, sure Jimmy Kimmel got his start on that too. August eighth, <laughs> by the way, is Ken Dryden's birthday. Funny enough, seventy five years old. There's an idea also, for a reverse retro for the Leafs. Throwback to the seventy two. Summit Series team or like the 76 Canada Cup or something, but make it blue and white. Just like Leafs diagonally or something? Or? Oh, yeah, that was the Canada Cup one. hating the Leafs more than they do already. Just every every province re- hates Ontario anyway, yeah. so we're good with that one. Why so. not do it? <laughs> uh, last one in today in hockey history. Um, <laughs> 1984, August 8th, the Red Wings acquired Tiger Williams from the Vancouver Canucks. 
in exchange for Rob McClanahan. So Tiger Williams played 55 games with the Red Wings before being traded to the Kings for future considerations. He's best remembered for racking 3,971 penalty minutes during his career, most in NHL history. I'm sorry. His name is Tiger Williams. Are you not familiar with He's a former Leaf. I don't, I didn't, I've never, guys. Dude, uh, dude, one of the best first lines in Leafs history. You had Sittler, Williams, and McDonald. He was an animal. He was. I had no idea he played for Vancouver, though. You ever heard of Tiger Williams? No. Jesus, Roscoe, and you host this show. Guys, I'm a baby, okay? (laughs) I grew up with Matt Sundin and Brian McCabe. I'm unfortunately young. <laughs> Best I can do is is uh, you know shit my pants. That I do so. Tiger <laughs> okay, that's impressive though. Yeah. So um, yeah. Here I thought you were gonna say Tiger Woods though. Okay. I was gonna... <laughs> oh, I just thought it was funny. Those names so close to Tiger Woods, but here I'm uh. just being a noob. Okay. So thanks for listening. This uh, sorry guys, we're grasping at straws here. Clearly, it's uh, beginning of August. Uh, we're talking about as much as we can. Since, we're providing since... great content on a very limited budget. <laughs> all right. So if you, you don't like it, as the you come. can shove it. <laughs> since you mentioned that it's Andrade's birthday, he's seventy-five years old, and obviously was on the Habs dynasties of the seventies. And then he was on the 72 Summit Series team. Now, a lot of people say that he wasn't needed. The Habs could have won without him, which is very well possible. But he got into an argument over a contract, ended up sitting the season out to finish his law degree. And the Habs didn't win that year and then came back the next year and they started winning again. Look at his record when he was at Cornell University. Played 83 games. He won 76 of them. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> and he had 13 shutouts. What the fuck? A, a 1.59 goals against average and 940 save percentage. His NHL numbers are fairly ridiculous too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but but like, can you imagine like playing against him in university? Oh my god, that's yeah. insane. His regular season totals include a 0.743 winning percentage. That's that, that's that's good. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, it's real good. And he never gets mentioned above like the the best of all time. Such Up there with Andy Bernard of uh, the Cornell fame Andy as well. <laughs> well, he he only played eight seasons, right? Eight or nine, I think. Really? Yeah. His rookie year was seventy seventy one, and he came in and he stole the starting job from I believe it was Raji Vashal. And then he was the Canadiens goalie right up until 78-79. He only played 397 NHL games. Yep. That's wild, actually. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, um, thanks for tuning in, and thanks for filling in, everybody. Um, We've managed to hit an hour, and that's impressive, because I, at about 25 minutes, was like, shit, that's the end of my list of topics. (laughs) Glad we were able to talk it out, and I hope it wasn't too boring for everybody i know everyone just likes to at least hear from us every week so uh god i hope something happens in hockey soon (laughs) (laughs) sign kaji
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. And listen to sports is fun because it's actually kind of cool too. That guy, Marty Zilstra, kind of cool. He's a nice guy.